I've been waiting 23 years to say that. Hey, this is still a real podcast that we do, even though it's been a long time, right? Right? We just if anybody we cares, just gotta, we just have things we're doing, you know. That's right. This is the after a long while, the FBI's most unwanted. I'm Matt. I'm Justin. Hang on. I, I don't feel. I wanted to oh, see I, when the last one we posted was. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't feel quite as bad because one of the podcasts I listened to just had its first new episode since, I think, July because the two new people or the, the two new people, the two people that do it, they just their their lives got so hectic for a couple months. They just yeah. were, were gone for a while. That so. is us. Yeah. Uh, it's the last time we did was. Uh. Ex- as of recording exactly a month ago oh wow okay well cool uh today we are going to be talking about season four episode 12 titled leonard betts uh Directed by Kim Manners. Three writers on this one. Vince Gilligan, John Shaban, and Frank Spotnitz. Originally aired January 26, 1997. And uh, I don't have like a ton of behind the scenes on this. Um, hmm. No, not really. Uh, apparently, though, the script was not particularly well-loved at the time. Uh, yeah, and then there's some other stuff uh, that comes up in the episode. Uh, spoiler alert from jumping right to the end. The idea of giving Scully cancer had been floated by Frank Spotnitz during the show's third season. Uh, but they put it on the back burner and they remembered it again in this season and this is the episode where they introduce the i you know the fact that scully has cancer and jillian anderson was delighted as it presented her with an artistic challenge and enabled her to portray the character in a new manner so yeah okay it yeah well we can get more into that at some point um but basically this episode it it opens in pittsburgh and we meet leonard betts who is played by character actor paul mccrane who probably everyone best recognizes from robocop where he's the dude that gets all the chemicals spilled on him and is like (gasps) and then he gets run over by the car and splattered into like goo that's him uh, that character's name is Emil in that movie. Um, and actually, interestingly enough, Paul McCrane uh, from Pennsylvania. So it's interesting that they set it in Pittsburgh. Anywho, um, 
Leonard Betts is an EMT paramedic and the ambulance he is in collides with a truck. Uh, but not before uh, Leonard mentions something about the patient in the, the vehicle having cancer. And uh, anyway, Leonard, he's decapitated. Uh, <clears throat> right off the bat with this. First of all, ambulance driver, dumb. <laughs> Yes. She's like, mm-hmm. what? How did you know this guy has cancer and looks back while driving to the emergency room? Yes. Just like. Not paying attention. Yeah. The worst. Distracted driver. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, damn it. Then later at the morgue, uh, Leonard's headless body gets up and knocks out the attendant and steals his clothes and escapes. So. That is where we are at the beginning of this episode. A headless body has gotten up and walked away. And so they visit the, well, they, Mulder and Scully, they go to the morgue and they find Leonard's head in a medical waste dumpster. And while Scully is attempting an examination of the head, uh, it opens its eyes and mouth and looks at her. So that obviously freaks her out. It's just, it's just another case of, and I know it's, it's just not far. I say this almost every time we have like, especially with like a monster of the week kind Mm -hmm. of thing where it's just every time Scully doesn't understand something and just keeps belittling Mulder. It's like, this is not possible. Like this is you. I have no way of telling me that this is a thing. Like this happens, and she, she does still try doesn't to come up with. A, yeah, she does try to come up with a lot of ways that a decapitated head could open its eyes and mouth. And Mulder's like, "Yeah, okay, that's fine." So Mulder goes to Leonard's apartment, and he finds the clothes, and he leaves. Well, he also finds a bathtub filled with iodine and. a doesn't investigate it any further than that. He goes, huh, that's a bathtub full of iodine. He touches and then he it le- and walks away. And then he leaves, but Leonard Betts, who has regrown his head, comes out of the bathtub. He was under the iodine. Like, seriously, Mulder? Like, you did not investigate a bathtub full of iodine. <laughs> Nope, that seems pretty normal here. Don't need to worry about that. Everything is normal here. Uh, So instead, Malter interviews Michelle Wilkes, who was Betts' former partner, who was like, yeah, he had this thing where he could uh, detect cancer. And Malter's like, that's weird. And so they slice up Leonard Betts' head and... They uh, examine it and they discover that his frontal lobe is like riddled with cancer. And the doctor examining it is like, this isn't like this is beyond like a stage of like he would be like way dead if he had this much cancer. And you're telling me he was alive when he was decapitated. And they're like, yeah. And so Mulder comes up with his theory that maybe since. Leonard Betts could detect cancer and he had cancer. Maybe he is like some sort of mutation where his entire body is just cancer. And cause cancer and he found the iodine and cancer is 
only just like out of control growing of cells and iodine has helped speed the regeneration of like lizard tails and stuff like that and scully's like Mulder, don't be get an real. idiot <laughs> Mulder, get real like only lizards and some worms can regrow limbs and body parts uh Mammals can't, and even if they could, there's never been an example of, like, a lizard regrowing its head. That's impossible. <laughs> and Mulder's like, yeah, but, like, maybe he ate some cancer and he could. <laughs> actually, they kind of come up – actually, he really comes up with this theory after uh, they go to Chuck Burks, who they've been to before in the show. He's – uh. A scientist and he subjects it to Curlian photography which is this bunko it it's not a real thing it's aura photography which is technically not a real thing I mean it is a real thing but it doesn't really mean anything and they take a picture of the head and with the picture of the head there is the spectral remnants of the shoulders and so Mulder's like that proves it his body is alive somewhere <laughs> and Scully's like, I don't know. So she does like some real uh, investigation and she looks at fingerprints and she learns that Leonard Betts shares fingerprints with a man named Albert Tanner. So they go to talk to Elaine Tanner and they're like, Mrs. Tanner, are you aware that your son recently died? And she's like, what do you mean recently? Like, he died in a car accident six years ago. And they're like, well, this man in all these pictures, like, we know him as Leonard Betts. And Leonard Betts just died, like, a couple days ago. And she's like, no, no, I, I think you're wrong. Like, that, that can't be. Albert's been dead for six years. And meanwhile, while that is going on... uh. Michelle Wilkes is in an ambulance and hears on the radio Leonard's voice. And she's like, that's that that's impossible. Like he can't be still. So she tracks him down to the new hospital that he's working at as an EMT. Why? I mean, I guess he has like the training and that's what he knows how to do. But why after he has been decapitated, does he go get a different job as an EMT at a different hospital in the same city where it's possible other EMTs who knew him could hear his voice on the radio? <laughs> Not only that, but like I was thinking about this too. I'm like, I'm like, you don't become an EMT just overnight like that anyway, or in a couple days. Like, and someone, like, they, a lot of these hospitals will share a lot of the same people. Like, not just her. Anyone else that has been in contact with this guy in general, like, is going to know him. And yeah. That just seems bizarre. I was going to say, if you're an ambulance driver, you technically, or you typically aren't an ambulance driver for one hospital. Like, right yeah. where I live. Just down the road from me, there is literally an ambulance building. It is a company called Amcare, and you can get picked up by an Amcare ambulance and taken to uh, Northwestern Medical Center or to UVM Medical Center <laughs> or to um, 
Stowe, I think, I think they may go all the way, even up to probably depending on where like the closest doctor, if you need like a specialist might be, you know, depend. So like usually hospitals share ambulances. Yes. (laughs) So I don't know. She, Michelle goes and she finds Leonard and she's like, Oh my God, Leonard, I can't believe it's you. And he's like, Oh boy, I really wish you hadn't found me because, oh, this is this is awful. And so he gives her a lethal injection of potassium chloride. Oh, Ooh. man, it just sucks that you found me. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Uh, but a security guard sees him murder her, and he chases him down, and he captures Leonard and puts him in handcuffs, handcuffs him to the car, but Betts tears off his thumbs and run away. And um, so Mulder and Scully show up and they're like, well, this has to be Leonard Betts or Mulder's like, this has to be Leonard Betts. And Scully's like, Mulder, people escape handcuffs all the time. And Mulder's like, yeah, but not by tearing off their own thumbs. (laughs) Um, You don't do that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And they examine Leonard's car and the trunk is full of tumors in a cooler. And Mulder's like, yep, he, he, he eats tumors. He has to eat tumors because he's mostly cancer. And that makes him uh, a mutant and he can regrow his limbs, including his head. And they realize that the car is registered to Elaine Tanner and the police go to her home. And Elaine is like, no, like Albert was a good boy, but he got a lot of bullying as a kid because he was different. And if he killed somebody, he has his reasons. And then we jump to Leonard. He's in a bar. He detects cancer. He's like falling apart. He detects that uh, the guy next to him who is coughing like crazy. It's like anybody could have guessed this guy had cancer. <laughs> yeah. It was mostly um, for the audience. Big. Oh, <laughs> and so Leonard kills him and eats his cancer. And then in a storage unit, he sheds his entire body like a snake to create a duplicate. And when the agents find the storage unit, the duplicate bets runs away and the car explodes when fired upon because that's what happens in movies and TV. When you shoot a car as it explodes, like it's filled with dynamite <laughs> and seemingly that kills him. And Scully's like, I think the first death when he was Albert Tanner, that was staged and Mulder's like, I don't think so. So they dig up the casket and there's still a body inside. And Mulder's like, okay, he doesn't only regenerate body parts. He can regenerate his entire body. And so Betts is still out there somewhere, even though we have two dead bodies here now. And uh, then... Because Leonard needs cancer, he goes to his mother and his mother's like, you need it. You need it real bad. It's Cut like it out bathing. of me. I have cancer. She's like bathing him. <laughs> yeah. She's like bathing him in iodine. And so he eats her cancer, but he's, uh, then he calls an ambulance for his mother. Cause he cut her open 
and the agents see the paramedics coming to his house or to her house rather. And they're like, what's going on? And you know, uh, so Scully goes into the house and then goes with Elaine to the hospital. Mulder goes around the entire neighborhood looking for Leonard. Uh, but when they get to the hospital, Scully realizes that Leonard is on the roof of the ambulance and he hops in, locks her inside the ambulance with him and is like, I'm sorry, you have something that I need, which is what he says to all the people that he kills that have cancer. And Scully kills him by pressing a defibrillator to his head, which makes him like blow out the back of an ambulance because also in movies and TV defibrillators are like weapons instead of, you know, and they, your body flails and everything. And it's like, that's not what happens, but okay. But somehow that kills him when she puts the defibrillator paddles to his head. I don't know how that kills him, but getting decapitated didn't anyway. Uh, Scully doesn't, uh, she's stunned. She remains very quiet and, and scared by Betts's suggestion that she has cancer. And then later in her apartment, she wakes up with a cough and a nosebleed, which, uh, is like, Oh yeah, she does have cancer. And that's the end of Leonard Betts. Yeah. Um, this was a weird one because, <laughs> the whole premise was just a little off. I mean, I'm fine with like Leonard Bez's whole thing was fine for the most part. Mm -hmm. Having this whole episode feel more like a vessel to get to the point of, oh, Scully has cancer. Mm -hmm. It's just, it was just kind of weird because, especially like back then, it makes sense because they didn't know how long this show was going to go on for. So try to keep up with stuff that would keep you interested and may have to change the cast or whatever. But knowing that knowing and this being the first time watching it and seeing how many more seasons are coming, it kind of takes away the fact that factor. So like, Oh, okay. <laughs> that they chose this route. <laughs> yep. They sure did. <laughs> so letter grade, I give this, uh, I give it like a, B minus, like on the cusp of like a B minus and B. Okay. That's fair. Um, yeah, this one is okay. It's not great. It's not terrible. Um, it just, it is what it is. Um, eh, C plus, I think, for Leonard Betts. Yeah. If you think this one was weird, though, wait till you see next week's episode, Never Again. Sweet. Uh, I'll give you a hint. Tattoos are involved, and one of the guest stars is extremely famous. In fact, one of the guest stars is an Oscar winner. Oh, yeah. Danny DeVito. Yeah. Oh, if only. <laughs> oh, Danny DeVito should have been on the X-Files at one point. Been great. <laughs> oh, whoops. Oh, I dropped my monster condom <laughs> for my magnum dong. 
Is that it? Is that what he does? Is it the story uh, of the giant dong? Yes, it is. It is the story. It is the episode that inspired the movie One Eyed Monster. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <clears throat> Oh, God. Okay, that's it until next time. Hopefully next time there won't be a full month between episodes. <laughs> we gotta find one later. for the Christmas episode. Okay, later. <laughs> The FBI's Most Unwanted is a production of Two Broke Geeks Entertainment and is part of the Atomic Geekdom Network. Find the flagship Two Broke Geeks podcast wherever you download podcasts or online at twobrokegeeks.com. You can find the Atomic Geekdom Network at atomicgeekdom.com. Our artwork is by Justin Kowalski. You can find him on Twitter at J underscore Rocka. Our theme music is by Tony Longworth. You can find him on Twitter at Tony Longworth or on Facebook, Tony Longworth, Dark Composer. You can help out the podcast by subscribing and leaving us a review. Thanks. 